0: All right, hello everyone. This is Kurt Frankham with uh, Leading LDS and it's a beautiful Saturday morning in June and we, uh, nothing like a, a good Saturday morning webinar to wake everybody up. I actually tried to push this to Facebook Live and I'm still trying, uh, but Facebook is not working with me today. So we're, we'll just record this and then uh, later on, I'll upload it just as a video, but I think this is gonna be valuable information. One thing I always try to do with Leading LDS is, you know, we have interviews and some of these interviews are big idea interviews or we'll bring in authors, thought leaders, and really dig into a subject. But sometimes the best type of information that we could share is just like what a random ward is doing, um, that they find has has really worked for them. And with the emphasis and focus on ministering and, you know, the adjustments that's happening, I'm always looking for ideas on how, um, on what wards are doing in whatever part of the world to not only minister, you know, through the ministering program, but how are we leveraging that to actually reach out to non-members in our, in our area. And and I hope that individuals uh, in the church and presidencies are realizing that the ministering effort isn't just uh, for the ward. I mean, obviously there's some clear goals and things there, but it could really be leveraged to encompass the whole neighborhood, uh, the whole area in which you're in. And so, a few days ago, I received an email from Andrew Stewart, who said, hey, have you heard about this resource? This is what we're doing. Now, hey, let's just jump on uh, this Saturday and talk about your experience. So, um, Andrew, how are you, my friend?
1: Hey, I'm doing great.
0: Good. Now, uh, just tell us a little bit about your background. What does the leading LDS audience need to know about you and, and your background?
1: I am a ward mission leader from a random ward in South Jordan, Utah. Uh, we, I, I've been in the calling for a couple of years now and uh, enjoyed it. Served the mission a uh, long time ago, um, nearly 20 years ago. But we uh, uh, have been, yeah, I don't know. Anything else specific? No, that's good. From, from what Utah. Do do?
0: What do you do for work and your family?
1: Uh, yeah, I just, a business manager. We have a, a uh, company in Salt Lake. We, we uh, sell vegetable seeds. That's called True Leaf Market. And so I do that full time. And I, I in the evenings, I walk in my neighborhood and try to get to know people. Awesome. And, so,
0: and how did you originally come across leading LDS? Do you remember? I know it wasn't too yeah, long I, ago.
1: Well, I, I do the, uh, I subscribe to the old Drive Time University. I listen to podcasts on my way to work. It takes, awesome. you know, maybe half an hour. And so, I'm always following, uh, there's a lot of good uh, Mormon podcasts and, um, somehow LDS, um, leading LDS popped up as, as recommended. I'm like, Oh, I'll check that out. And and so I've really appreciated the the, the outside perspectives of ministry and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Then awesome. I, I thought, Hey, you need to do some, do something on the ward mission leader. And, and so I submitted my
0: ideas. Yeah, that's great. There, we definitely need to get more ward mission leaders. On, you know, we do these, how I lead segments and, the word mission leader is one we need to, uh, need to encompass. I think I've talked to every Bishop in the church, so we we could probably take a break from bishops, but (laughs) that's, Uh, that's that's great. I appreciate that, that background. And, um, I've really, as you may know and others know that, uh, we've been trying to put together a book, a resource on, um, on leading LDS all around ministering. It's called a culture of ministering. And we've released the first three chapters, which you can get at leadinglds.org. And in my research of doing that, I went out and tried to find every book uh, both in the church and outside the church that addresses anything related to ministering or being a good neighbor or these types of things, and I found a few books which have been actually quite helpful and interesting to read, but you brought to my attention a resource that i that I had not heard of, so tell us a little about that resource and how you came across it, and then the story of how you 've implemented it in your in your ward
1: yeah, sure. Uh, and I want to say to preface it, actually all this talk about ministering, something I came across and preached my gospel, um, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, kind of stopped me and made me realize it's a quote from Harold B. Lee. And it says, uh, ministering, well, uh, he says home teaching, this is back when home teaching was around. He says, um, home teaching is essentially, oh boy. Sorry, I wasn't prepared (laughs) to give the quote, but everyone check check their preach my gospel manual, and it says something to to the effect of ministering is essentially just uh, or missionary work is ministering to non-members, right? So, um, and
0: home teaching, science, right?
1: Yeah, so home teaching is missionary work to members, and missionary work is so it's all it's ministering both ways. So essentially, you're doing the same thing, but to a person who's not a member of the church, and so. um, yeah, so then this ministering helps all of us, not just you know missionaries or just home teachers. Uh, so anyway, how we came across it was uh, when I got called. I mean, I'd never been a ward mission leader before, and there's an interesting uh, piece that may be not applicable to all the listeners, but here in South Jordan, there's quite a few members, and the ward boundary is not that big, um, so we have kind of a u- unique uh, way that we work, but. Um, to answer your question, how we came across this is I was looking for things that I needed to do, like m- the majority of our neighborhood is their members and I'm like well okay it's not like I can just go knocking doors with missionaries or something like that. Um, what can we really do. Um, I, I felt like we should be doing just be better neighbors. A lot of people around here know about the church, you know, it, it exists. Um, they know some of their neighbors are members of the church, but uh, do they really know their neighbors? Can, is there's something we can do better to be neighbors? And, and as I got into the website or just online, I found this resource called The Art of Neighboring. And so I went to the webpage and it um, asked this really fundamental question, but, but it turns, it turns you know, what the premise of the book is the second commandment. Uh, to love your neighbor and it just it, it makes it very applicable and, and it applies in a way you hadn't thought of before like oh the guy across the street oh the guy like behind on the other side of the fence my neighbor and so as soon as I read this like, that's it that's exactly what we need to do. And so I uh, yeah so this this website you can see here.
0: Yeah I am my screen like, here so get an actual, idea.
1: Yeah we should love our actual neighbors. So I thought that was great. And so I, I bought the book and I spent some time digging through the website. Um, and just loved it. I thought, I thought it sounded like they're, I mean, I felt like they're really inspired. They're, they have good stories in their book. Uh, and so I took it to our Bishop, um, to our ward council and, and they, and they enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. And, uh, well, let me, uh, stop sharing my screen here. Uh, there we go. Cool. And so was it an approach like, so you, you read the book and then um, it was just a matter of like, did, did they give you like, here's five steps to implement this with your church or did they just give oh, you general oh, in the book? Applied?
1: In the book, um, they actually come up with, and uh, on their website, and maybe it's not just in the book, but on, on their webpage, there's a lot of resources that say, here's a workshop that you can do. Like, this is how you, you have a neighborhood Group that meets together maybe it's a six-week course or something we didn't do exactly like that but the, the steps were, were kind of the same um there are some videos uh there are some activities and some scriptures and stuff like that what we did and uh, well one thing we did what i really liked was one there was like a mapping activity you're supposed to do that as one of your first activities everybody sits down and they draw like the the eight surrounding houses around their house and say okay there's an a b or c you have to write You know, do you know your neighbor's name? Do you know what they're interested in? Do you know some deeper, meaningful questions about them? And so we started with a map. Um, Our ward, we kind of already, we had somewhat of a map um, previous to this. Uh, But one of the things I did is I went around and finished, completed this map. We had like literally our our neighborhood, the several streets around it were all, and this, again, this might not work for all. Wards all over the world because areas are huge, but here in South Jordan, it's uh, just a handful of streets. So we knocked on every every door that we didn't know that was you know not a member of the church or didn't have their information, and we got their info and told them, you know, we're we're building a neighborhood map. Um, you know, would they be willing to to share? And everybody was, and so that was the first step to getting to know the neighbors. And so we built the map like they said, and. Um, uh, from there, there was actually some other, other activities grew out of that. But, um, that, that first step of just building a, na- a map, we were able to give to all the members of the ward and then the members were able to take it to their neighbor's house and say, Oh, here's a map of the neighborhood. Um, so give them an opportunity to, uh, to meet their neighbors.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and it just, yeah. so, it, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of organization, right. To, to do this and it's not like they discovered, uh, anything, you know, Too secret, you know, obviously they just organize it in a way. And I've actually reached out to the authors of the art of, of neighboring and hopefully we can get them on the podcast and and really dig into this concept. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'll just share this screen here. Um, Just some resources um, on their website, you know, obviously the block map where you would just start mapping out those neighbors that are around you. looks like, you know, they have a kit to host a effective block party
1: um, oh, and actually, if I can jump in on the block party, that's, that yeah. is kind of the second step that we're doing right now. Uh, what we've come up with, and, and as I brought this out to the ward council, uh, various people, different people were were excited about it. One person I found oh. in particular was the Relief, Relief Society president. And so I kind of scored there. She loved the idea. and She's like, Oh, and I've seen something like this happen in one of my other wards. They did something called a snack and a stroll. And so they, which, which is essentially you get a few people in the neighborhood to have an open house and right. We do it once a month. So everybody walks, um, this person has the open house decides out on their driveway. They're going to have all these cookies or drinks or whatever. Um, you know, for a couple, for a hundred people, for a couple hundred people and everyone in the neighborhood gets an invitation and they know at like seven o'clock on this night, uh, open house at this person's house. So everybody in the neighborhood comes out, comes to this block party. Essentially, and we call it a snack and stroll. And so now it's it's everybody loves it. So once a month we do it um, at somebody's house, and it's my job. I go around and find out who's I invite people to host, and everybody's you know when they're here they're happy to host, and and it's just great. We've done it at my house, and, and having people come you know, that are members, not members, actually doesn't really matter. Everyone knows they're just neighbors and they come out and they talk with each other. And for a solid two hours, people we were just sitting out in the front yard and, and talking. Kids are just running through the trees all over and everybody brings their bikes and skateboards. And uh, it's super fun. So that's the neighborhood block party. First, we built the map, started out kind of slow. People started to open their doors a little bit and get to know their neighbors. And now we're having the block party and everybody's having a good time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the next step is, but right now we're, 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 are
0: yeah. loving it. Yeah. And even if there's not a next step, that seems like if you just keep doing that, you know, that's going to stimulate connection and relationships and yeah. uh, make some progress. And, um, and I love that because, you know, speaking in the context of, of being an award in Utah, especially in Salt Lake area, you know, um, being a ward mission leader, I I've written, talked to many that it's sort of can be a difficult calling because being outside of Utah in the quote unquote mission field, uh, you know, sometimes there's this natural work that just by the missionaries day to day efforts, they're going to drum up, you know, some people that to talk to and maybe bring to church. But in Utah, sometimes it's like, listen, we've talked to everybody in the neighborhood, we've offered, you know, this or that, and, and there's just not much to do. And especially when the wards are so geographically small, that you really kind of run out of things to do, I would, I would assume. And so this model really gives a ward mission leader uh, a model to follow and say, listen, it's not, it's not about how many baptisms are we going to get this month, and hopefully that does naturally happen, but it's about how can we, you know, the ward mission leader could be, play such a strong role in stimulating relationships in a community, yeah. regardless yeah. Of, if baptisms come out of it, because so many, many bab- beneficial things apart from baptisms come out, and I would not be surprised if, yeah, sure, baptisms will come out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think that we stimulate the relationship, and at, at first, all I wanted to do was just give people an excuse um, to have a neighbor, uh, to to have a neighbor to neighbor interaction, yeah. and just to like they, they explain it really well in the book. Like often, you know your neighbor's car, but you don't know their name. Like you, yeah. they drive into their garage, they shut the door and you don't see them again. And, and that's, it's, it's hard. So you have to, you have to break this barrier, which, which he says is, it's kind of awkward at first. You knock on their door for, you know, no reason they didn't invite you in, but you kind of just want to engage in this relationship. And so everybody needs a little help doing that. And so that's why I, we have these imitations and the snag control and all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, but but what has, as far as the LDS side of, of working towards um, baptisms or, or engaging them in our actual uh, formal church setting, uh, the youth have been terrific because it's it has made a neighboring normal like everybody's friends, and so when you have a a primary activity or a young women's or young men's activity, the youth have just been doing a great job inviting the their their friends who happen to be non-members to the activities and, and it's, um, the missionaries met them and everybody's, it's, it's, uh, working its direction is, um, I mean, I guess it's towards baptism, but really it's towards, um, a better relationship with, with the members of the church and the church in general. And then as they learn the principles, I mean, I, that, I guess that's what follows is is making covenants with, with Christ. But, um, right now they're, everybody's just getting to know what it's all about.
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously in the Salt Lake Valley, we've had a number of uh, temple open houses over the last few years with, uh, yeah. just recently Jordan river temple and, uh, Trying to think of the other one, but uh, anyways, there, there's been a few even down south, you know, in Provo and these areas. And it's yeah. interesting because we always think like, okay, the temple open houses here, and we always want to invite somebody, you know, especially uh-huh. our neighbors. But we sort of wait till like the week of, and then we like awkwardly go over and talk to our neighbor, you know, if we have that sort of. Uh, um, that that confidence of just knocking on neighbors like hey i'm bill over there we're going to go see our temple and wondering if you'd come and it's just this very odd interaction yeah. interaction but if we if we build these relationships mm-hmm. you know the next time a temple dedication comes around you're like hey bill you know how are you doing and yeah. uh, hey we're going to the temple you want to come and oh sure we'll come we like you guys you know and with that those invitations go by go my go so much more smoothly when that relationship's built or even yeah. the Ward Christmas party comes around and yeah. that relationships established, right?
1: There's yeah, no, every, I've got a binder full of all the flyers and activities that we've, we've saved because we, I feel like my job is to just give ammo to the members, a uh, neighboring ammo, just reasons to knock on your neighbor's door reasons. If you see them out in their front yard, why should I, what can I talk about when I see them? Uh, and so, and that's been, it's been great. I think it's yeah. been effective and, and everyone's enjoyed
0: it. I love that because a lot of ward mission leaders think, well, my, my job is to uh, arrange, you know, uh, uh, splits with the missionaries, make sure the missionary meals are fed or, are yeah. covered. and uh, But really, your role, if you, if you take that role of, well, my role is to create resources that make it so easy for mm-hmm. members of our board to talk to their neighbor than that. I mean, yeah. there's so much more fun and there's so much more to do and it's a lot more fun.
1: Yeah, than just, yeah.
0: I got the, I, I'd spend an hour on the, the missionary meal calendar, you know, so pass that right, on. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, awesome. Andrew, any, uh, any other aspect that we are, we haven't covered, obviously we're just, this is kind of a summary that a resource people can go to, but anything well, that would be worth I th- mentioning?
1: I, I think um, Ward mission leader to, to Ward mission leaders out there. Um, anybody else who's listening, you really do. I, I think you can, I, it took me a while to get the total, buy-in from everybody. So what I had to take this personal message to each of their houses, like I went around with the missionaries. We'd go visit the young men's president, the young women's president, the really excited president, the Bishop and, and, and everybody who would, who would sit down with us and just start proselyting first. I mean, that's what we do. We share a message. And, and those are the people who are actually going to give you the time to, to share a thought about it. And so one by one, we kind of pulled everybody together and got their buy-in. And then, um, not too much longer. We were given a fifth Sunday to, to teach this whole principle to everybody in the, in the priesthood and the Relief Society. And so we actually shared one of the videos from the Art of Neighboring, um, talked about some of the plans that we had you know, and for, possibilities for imitation. And so anyway, it, it, slowly, it started out with just getting people like the Relief, Relief Society President on board, then the Bishop on board and, then, and, and so on and everybody. And then, we, then it kind of diffused from there to the entire Entire ward, and then kind of went to the stake, and and now everybody in the stake kind of does that. That same thing. So um, maybe that's just. I just say that is because that I think it might it feel might feel slow at first, but I mean that's kind of how missionary work goes, right? You just you got to find your people who are ready to, who uh, you know the 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 elect, <laughs> find yeah. them first. Who's gonna who's gonna support the gods first, and then then help you out. Awesome. But, uh, once everybody's caught on, I mean, the idea, I can't even hear the word, the commandment anymore to love your neighbor without thinking of the person across the fence. Now it's like, that's just what Jesus meant. Is yes. to, the neighbor person across the street, I need to go help them. Uh, of course there's some people i run into the grocery store, but, uh, that's, that's how I see the
0: world now. Awesome. Well, Andrew, this has been fantastic. Um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll post this on Facebook and if there's anybody have comments or questions that we can send on to Andrew, he'll be, I'll make sure he monitors that and and sees those and we'll get the resources out there and I'll I'll push this out through some other, uh, channels as well, put on YouTube and places like that. And, uh, I'll, let you know, if we, we get in touch with the, the authors and I, I think it's very likely we'll be able to, get them on and have them talk more about, uh, Oh, you know what? If
1: I, um, yeah. I, also, I thought of one other thing as people get on, if they go to Amazon to buy the book, there's another book, the art of neighboring or something like it's so, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this and I don't know if you, if you want to post <laughs> somebody
0: like there? taking, ripping there's, off their brand or something.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. They, they built like, like the, it's not the antichrist, but it's like the opposite. Like the, it's like, what can be wrong about, helping people to love their neighbor and building good relationships. Somebody created a book and it posts right below it on Amazon. that says how to build like shallow relationships. And, and I wanted to hopefully what I don't want people to be dissuaded by seeing that um, because it is a counter, like somebody has heartache about building acquaintances. Right. We're not yeah. like we're getting to know our neighbor. We're not looking for children to adopt, right? We're 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 building relationships. Yeah, this one, right? The art of yeah. shallow neighboring, which, which I mean, you can see it has two and a half stars. Like it's just somebody who's and they're everywhere. It's a yeah. hater, right? It's somebody. Wow.
0: So this isn't even them. They just totally them. ripped off their branding and.
1: Yeah, and I th- I wanted to mention that. So as people get into it, like there's not this isn't like uh, I don't know. I just want to put that up there. I don't don't know. It it annoyed me because I saw it there the other day. and I was like, why why would any, I do not people have beef with that, but, um, somebody does.
0: Yeah. Cool. So just tell us in closing, as we, we wrap up, what, how is, and maybe there's a specific experience or story from your, your ward. Uh, but how has this changed you as a mission leader? Um,
1: what, I think it's just changed um it will probably change how i every other calling that i have with the aspect of ministering is to how um actually you know maybe the bigger pit one, one thing it, it changed my perspective on as they started in the book uh, this idea of uh, there's so many complicated problems in the world and how do we how do we get to the root of these big you know problems that everybody has, and, and it and it seems like I think and I agree with them on this that, that Jesus had a maybe the best solution, and that's each person just kind of taking care of their neighbor, uh, and, and it was the one by one idea, um, and and so I think it, sometimes I tend to think about these big programs or or, or, or um, ideas that are gonna that we can fix the world's problems with but it really kind of one neighbor at a time Uh, one person getting to know or building a relationship with with this other this other person they share they share their life with uh share a fence with share a street with and uh and i I think it's it's a nice idea it's a little sometimes it's not as uh celebrated but uh i think it's 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 effective and, and enjoyable